This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just let the guys make the calls. They've been doing this for a billion years. Let them keep doing it. They're the best in the business. Are they perfect? No, they're going to make mistakes. But I don't care what anybody says. They say, well, you got the equipment, you got all this. No, those things can break down and make mistakes too. 708, Les, what if the Russians hack the strike zone system? Laughing out loud. That's Sean from Westlawn. Sean, I'm glad you put the LOL in there. <laughs> yeah, they're going to think the uh, the Rus- Russians are there, and they're going to say, Dos Bidania, you're out of the game. Oh, you, you're, you're saying collusion, potential collusion. That's what the texter says. <laughs> and then the 206 guy says, what if the Russians hack the robot umpires? That's right. Another person says, Les does not understand technology. I bet I understand it as much as you do. I know plenty about technology. Believe me. We had technology cost us to not have the text screen on yesterday's show, which is why we delayed for 24 hours the uh, bum of the week balloting. I know exactly what you're uh, talking about here. (laughs) It's just the beautiful thing about Les... Grobstein drops is that they are numerous, but even the ones that you think you may have heard many times, they're still hilarious every single time. Just the the beauty of Les Grobstein is we continue to honor his life here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score along with the program director of The Score, Mitch Rosen. I am Mark Grody, and uh, this is Score Overnight. Unfortunately, without uh, Les Grobstein, we see you guys lining up, wanting to get in here and talk to us at 312-644-6767 is the number. Some fun text messages coming in as well, Mitch. But there's one one thing that that struck me from, I think Mm -hmm. it was was Potash. When Potash said that, that he wanted to talk to Les, but the game was close to starting so he didn't have time he didn't want to take the time any time that Les calls me when I see the name Les Grobstein pop up right I have to be in a certain mode I have to know that no matter how simple his question is going to be right I'm gonna need 20 minutes on this call to right. get through everything that even if it's gonna be a simple it's like going to Target right. you go in there and wanting one or two things you walk out with a $57 bill Grobber's conversations are all at a minimum mm-hmm. 15 minutes you is, are gonna be Grobbered. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to be Robert. Right. Yes. Hey, hey, Mark, I just, you know, it's the top of the hour, and I just wanted to, again, you know, you've been cooking since midnight. You were on yesterday, middays filling in for Dan and Layla, but um, with the top of the hour rolling over and people getting up and people hitting the road early to go to work, I just wanted to, again, thank all of our listeners. You know, our staff is mourning. The people of Chicago, media people are mourning. Obviously, his family, Scott and his children and his wife, Kathy, his longtime partner, but the audience, you know, when I think of less in the loss that less has passed away, I think of the overnight audience, all these people, thousands of people throughout Chicagoland, throughout the Midwest, that less was their friend. And, um, you know, the reason that you're on tonight, that you've allowed me to jump on for a couple hours and um, for us to talk to the listeners, Les was everybody's friend overnight. They were able to listen to him. Some people called in. Some people texted in. And these are not just people that couldn't sleep overnight. These are first responders. These are police officers. 
These are firefighters who couldn't sleep or who are out on runs. These are third shifters who are working in factories that are keeping, you know, America going and things like that. So I just want to say thank you. We know you miss less. We miss less. It's only been a day. You know, he passed away Sunday around 5.30 p.m. And um, we know it's hard on everybody. It will continue to be. We'll do our best to uh, replace Les. Nobody can replace him. Nobody is like Les. He is a true original. But I uh, give our audience my word that we will do our best. And um, we wanted to be here uh, for you this overnight with his audience. You know, we could talk about Les throughout all of the different day parts and the shows on the score. But the most important day part for Les's audience was Les's show. And that's why you're here, Mark, and I thank you. And that's yep. why, and I thank you for allowing me to jump in for a couple hours and ride shotgun with you. No, you're doing great. Just keep the energy up, Mitch. Let's thank go you. to reset, let's Mark. go yeah, reset. Let's go to those grabber callers, Mitch, and let's start with Frank on I eighty. Frank, thank you for calling. What's going on? Hey Brody, how you doing? <clears throat> I love I missed uh our member from five to six between you and Les, that was the best. But you're moving <laughs> up, you. Brody. I know you are because I see you getting more and more involved in the score and get better and better gigs. So I think uh-huh. it'll be just uh-huh. a tie. <laughs> uh-huh. It'll just uh-huh. a tie. But I'm a big Packers fan. And let's stop Get off my phone. Line. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead, Frank. Did you just scare Frank away, Mitch? No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, Frank. No, you're not going to scare me away. No. Let's stop me many times. Sean knows it because I got into it with the Packers. <laughs> I I told him that the Packers win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, that, man. Oh, come on, Mark. He's going to win. And Mitch, he's yes. going to win. The only problem they got is San Francisco. They're 0-3 against them. And, and, but the thing is, is, Les used to say, I told him to put a cheese head on him. And you know what Les said, Mark? He said, kick his own ass. <laughs> Frank and Mark, what was the story behind Les singing Bear Down Chicago Bears in the Packers press box? Frank, do you remember that story? Yeah, I remember everything, uh, Mitch. I was there since uh, time chair. What was the story behind that one? Did he lose a bet? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He did lose the bet, and he had to sing it, and he just was. <laughs> I, everything about the Packers annoyed him. Right, he I know he that. He had a dog. If he had a dog, he wouldn't even. He let him pee on the dog. Easy, the, easy. Uh, <laughs> We're in safe harbor. Hey, Frank. Hey, yeah. Frank. Hey, Frank. Shot in the dark. You interested in hosting score overnights yeah. going forward? Send me an addition tape, Frank. Where do you live, Frank? Oh, I, I, I just, I, you know what? My heart went out. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you when Lutz died. I think Sean, I'll be honest, I think Sean would be a good candidate for overnight. Thanks, okay. Frank. Absolutely, absolutely. Frank, I think thank you for listening. I, Like I said, I know you probably lost a friend that you never met. Yep, and uh, that that's Frank right there. That was beautiful. Let's try. We had a little trouble hooking up earlier with uh, Dylan in Seattle. Let's see if we have uh, smoothed over the situation. Dylan, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, Dylan. Hey, how's it going? Um, thanks for taking my call and thanks for doing this. Um, I, this is probably the first time I've, I've been this sad over someone who's passed away that I've never even met in my, in my life. And, um, I'm 29 years old. Uh, I, me and my dad have season tickets, and we've been we've been listening to the score forever, and uh, listening to the last last show probably since I was like for, forever since I can remember. And I moved out to Seattle uh, four years ago, and um, like um, I started calling in a lot more frequently, like two or three times times a week, and um, like um, I. Since, since since I'm two hours behind everyone in Chicago, like all my friends and stuff, I had nobody to talk with mm. late at night, and and Les was always there, and he always took my call, and um, but yeah, it just it's just, it's gonna be hard to replace someone like that, and 
Um, I consider Les a friend, even though I never met him in real life. And I still, I, I, I recorded all of the calls I had with him, and wow. and we had some funny, we had some funny ones. And um, I, I, I could tell when he didn't like what I, what I talked about. Like when I would bring up Bill Belichick, he hated that, and he would like <laughs> drop me immediately. He would like drop me immediately, like he hated it. And then um, uh, if I talked about, uh, oh, last week when they did, uh, when when he did Bum of the Week, like so mad that. Uh, I could tell the callers were mad too when uh, when Olin won Bum of the Week over George McCaskey and like callers started calling in and saying, "Oh, it's rigged! It's rigged! It's rigged! Oh, there's no way that Olin could have won it from him." And he's like, "Nope, nope, that was a tally. He he won Bum of the Week." And um, I was I was looking forward to talking with him about like his who he thought was going to be the head coach and general manager, but it was just Les was very respectful to every caller, which is like something that's like that really like. I thought it was really cool. Mm. And, yeah, that's that's about all I have. Mm. Thank you, guys. Dylan, we're uh, sorry for your loss. As you said, it was a he was a friend to you. He, he was a friend to so many that um, you've never met. And um, people considered him such a friend that kept them company overnight. And um, that's what radio is, especially yeah. late night and overnight radio. It is as intimate as it gets in terms of the medium. You're correct. And, and Les took that intimacy to a, a, another level just by the nature of doing overnights and by the nature of being Les Grobstein. Like, you listeners feel like they know us. Guess what? He's the one guy that, yeah, you probably do know Les because that's exactly what he's like in real life, which has served him well. For the most part, sometimes it doesn't, but for the most part, it has. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to a really quick question for you, Mitch, before mm-hmm. we go back to more calls. Have you ever had to discipline Les for anything he said on the air? Did Les, did Les ever get to the edge of anything or um, that, that well, we don't one know thing, about? Yeah, one thing got personal with you, Mark. I don't know if you remember this, and obviously you've been very open about this. You know, you um, you went through rehab for alcoholism. You've been yeah. very open about that. I don't know, maybe three, four years ago, I think you and Les got in one of your spats and transition. And again, you guys always kiss and made up, but he made an offhanded comment like, you've been drinking or something like that. So I called Les oh. afterwards and I said, hey, Les, um, Mark's been very open about this, but please don't kid around about, oh, and he felt terror. I don't know if he called you and apologized, but I don't know if he forgot that, you know, obviously you were very open about that. There's no secrets here. When you were ready to talk about that, you did. And yes, I did. There was no disciplinary action, but I did call him as a friend of yours. I said, Les, you know, think about what you said. And he did feel bad about that. So well, I do remember wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Now I feel just awful. That Why? The one time you sort yeah. of disciplined was you was because of me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, bad. No, but bad. Um, I didn't. Uh, no, Les I was know. very safe. And I... it, Sean, there's that famous, you know, that everybody uses. Dump them, dump them, dump them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he knew when the right time was to hit the dump button. I, I do, speaking of that, I do remember something recently that I, for some reason, I really got a kick out of. You know, the station last summer, um, we did an all-day radiothon, and it was unbelievable. In 24 hours, people, our listeners, donated over $700,000 to build a grocery store in a food desert in the Austin neighborhood. And sports celebrities called in. Roger Goodell called in. Jason Hayward. And there was a lineman, I believe, from the New York Giants. I think he grew up in the northern suburbs, went to Loyola Academy. And I think he was on with Parkins, and they were talking. And it was serious conversation and how important this is. And yeah. the player, and I forgot his name, said, Danny, you know, before we hang up, I just I want to tell you something. I grew up listening to the score. And when I was a junior in high school, I think I was 16, my buddies and I, the, the most fun we've had was we would call the grobber and nothing scandalous, but we would prank them, and we would hang up and listen <laughs> for how we would react. And that was a fun Friday night to us. So, again, you know, Les would deal with all kinds of callers. And the producers throughout the years, Sean and so many others, unfortunately, would have to deal with, you know, people intoxicated or idiots that would call in late at night, and they would have to dump them if they swore or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but this, like, yeah. so here's this NFL lineman who, talking about a serious topic, raising money, goes, wait, one more thing. We really like to call the grobber and prank him when we were 16 years old. 
So again, I forgot his name, but it, it was classic. <laughs> Dave was a David Deal. No, that, no, he went to uh, Brother Rice. Oh, uh, okay, no, it wasn't okay. David Deal. It was a okay. recent. This guy was probably 24, 25 years old. Okay, yeah. okay, that's that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just another great example of of the effect that Grover has had on so many people, so many different generations. Let's keep talking to to Grover's fans. It's Pete in Edgebrook. Hi, Pete. You're on the score. Oh, hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, gosh, a lot of things I've been thinking of now. Uh, Mitch, you mentioned uh, going up on the north side. I did, too. I went to Sullivan High School. Mm-hmm. And one place that you and uh, I'm sure uh, Les knew about was Ashkenaz. Oh, sure. Avenue. Yeah. Best corned beef on the north side. Uh, and you said that it was like a one-way uh, street. I'm not so sure. I think Les really uh, looked forward to listening to his call- callers, and we learned so much about him. Uh, once uh, I asked him what his address was. We grew up in uh, you know, in um, Albany Park, in North Park area. Yeah, yeah it was 6215 uh, Springfield. I went there and took a picture. It took a picture of Solomon Elementary School where he went to. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that thing about the Packers, he 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 did that uh, song for the Bears because. Of, the Bears won. They won there at uh, Lambeau Field that time. Mm. And I and I was going to do this because uh, then the Bears were losing. They started losing to the Packers, maybe three games in a row or something. I called up and I said, well, maybe the producer, maybe you shouldn't tell to us this. But I was going to suggest that we were cursed. We were now cursed because of his song at Lambeau Field. <laughs> and I was going to say the only way we could break that curse, Wes uh, was going to help us sneak in there. With some of his callers, some of his, he had a lot of faithful callers like Adam of Villa Park and followed by Mike from East Chicago. And listen to this. The four of us would wear those cheesehead hats and we'd be running around Lambeau Field the middle of the night by ourselves saying the Packers are good, the Packers are great. Mm. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mark, I, thanks so much for your call. Hey, Mark, what is the famous Jim McMahon Super Bowl story? If you remember, remind the audience, didn't Les have the only story that – McMahon got acupuncture treatment, you know, a couple days yeah. before the Super Bowl. Nor, if you don't remember that, I apologize for putting you on the spot. But no, Robert I did do. a weekly interview with McMahon on LS Radio. Dustin, I know you're in the control booth. I don't know if you remember it, but it, Les was part of a news story because McMahon kind of went rogue from the training staff at the Bears. Uh-huh. Do, do, does anybody remember the exact well, story there? The exact story I don't remember, but I do remember Les becoming the story. Right. Dustin is pulling of... up a mic. Hang okay. on, Okay, okay, good, okay. good. Well, there good. was there was some there was an allegation that McMahon had made a comment about the women of New Orleans, right? And I don't remember That's it. exactly yeah. the, the verb. But didn't yeah. it have to do with acupuncture? Am I crazy? I thought oh, no, he, well, he, he mooned a helicopter. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. I don't that, remember that the may have acupuncture been, part. Yeah. They, that the may have been concurrent. Circling over the field. Got it. So yeah, mooned, but. Les went out of his way to defend McMahon, saying that he never said that. And he allegedly had said it on a New Orleans radio station. Got it. And it was all made up, and it was just uh-huh. to add fuel to the fire. But yeah. Les was at the front and center. So Les was going on <laughs> radio stations all over the country because it was such a big, uh, such a big oh, deal gosh. in the 85 Bears, yeah. obviously, and the punky QB. Yeah. Oh. Yep, he was just lining up with the local TV still. Les, can I get you next? Les, can I want yeah. you to love that? Hi, Madonna. Over this way. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. We, we, talk, we talk about how, like, we're not supposed to become part of the story, but Grobbers always wants to be part of the story. Mm-hmm. So it's just a beautiful thing. And being there at the Super Bowl, Madonna, that is, that's a classic right. right there. Mark, more uh, phone calls? Yep, yep, okay. we got uh, Christian in St. Charles. Hi, Christian, you're on the score. Uh-oh. He's yeah. sleeping. Chris, Christian? It's Grobber. It's a Grobber <laughs> caller. That's great. Mark, how can we do this while, without uh, one caller sleeping? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so so I'd like to get Christian in the running for potential replacement with Frank for my Oh, AD. my God. <laughs> Keep going. All right. That is okay, so let's... Grobber caller. Oh my God! Hey, say in my ear again. Where are we, where are we going next here? Bob in Arlington Heights. Thank you, Sean. Hey, Mark. Uh, Mitch. Hey, Bob. Hello, Bob. Um, I just I had two thoughts. Um, I called you guys earlier this morning or yesterday. What's now? You know, Les would insist this be yesterday morning. Monday morning, I called you guys when you're on during the nine nine o'clock uh-huh. hour. Um, yesterday. Oof. My final thought for this week is I, I told Sean this. 
I knew something was up last week when mm-hmm. Olin Kruitz uh, edged George McCaskey for bum of the week. I just knew the world was off its kilter. <laughs> and when, then when I turned on the radio Tuesday and Wednesday night, I was, this is how, you know, you never accept the possibility of something going wrong. I, my wife, who is like Kathy, not was not a sports fan until last, um, said, well, aren't you listening to last tonight? And I said, no, I think he's off. And I said, probably what's happening is he's probably taking a week's vacation because the Bears are done, and next week is King's holiday. So he usually takes some of the holidays off. So maybe he'll be back Tuesday night. It never occurred to me that he was ill. And I'm really sad that he's gone, but I will treasure all of my life the time that we had him because I go back, I'm older than he is. I worked as an unpaid person at WYN with Gary Meyer back wow. in 74 mm. and knew some of those guys. I actually had gotten an FCC license and I wanted to be in radio and you know, Les had the life that he wanted. And mm-hmm. I think we should all treasure that. And among my prized possessions in the sports world, a guy who worked for me was friends with a Daily Herald reporter. And 35 years ago, he gave me a copy of the cassette tape of Lee Elia tirade that's missing the first 23 seconds of it. But I have everything else. (laughs) Yeah, a lot Uh, of people don't remember, you know, modern day people that less also was part of history and, and Mark, um, you know, we remember that, that it was a rainy day game at Wrigley where not a lot of fans in the stands. And I think the only people in the post game in Lee's office was Mark G and Greco and less and less had a tape recorder rolling and the famous Lee Elia, you know, um, <laughs> profane rant. And that was history, right? Yeah, I mean, and to less that was gold. Like yeah. that's that's like there is no value you can put because you'd think less became a millionaire because of that the way we talk about it. But no, it's just the satisfaction that that mm-hmm. gave less to have had that from that team, from that manager against all the other media competition. That is like the essence of grobber gold right, right there. Nobody else gets to have it, and he can celebrate it every. Every year and damn it that's exactly what he did and we will take a break right now and when we come back we'll take more of your calls 312-644-6767 we'll also tell you what's going on this morning on the mully and haw shows those guys will be rolling in shortly and uh, beyond from 5 a.m to 9 a.m as always right here on chicago sports radio 670 the score this is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. You're acting like a newborn that's just been born or whatever. And I guess a newborn was just born, right? <laughs> what? Ah, oh, newborn was just born. Welcome back in on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score, along with the Score's program director, Mitch Rosen. I am Mark Grody. This is Score Overnight without Les Grobstein, whom we lost a couple of days ago now on Sunday afternoon. Les Grobstein passed away at the age of 69. And uh, we are taking your calls right up until the, the Mullion Haw show here on The Score at 5 a.m., we want to hear from you, 312-644-6767, and let's get back into it with Joe in Crystal Lake. Hi, Joe. Thanks for waiting. You're on the score. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know what? Hearing everybody call in and talk about Les is such a great tribute. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't think I'd be so emotional about it as I'm listening. And like so many, I get ready for work early in the morning, I actually – I do a radio show up here out of Crystal Lake in the Northwest Burbs, and we start at 5 what o'clock. What station, so Joe? At Star 105.5. Sure. 
So I've been here about 13 years. I was in Colorado Springs for a while, bouncing around. And I just, the fact that you guys were live overnight was always awesome. But being a huge sports fan from Chicago, uh, to put less on after a Bears loss, especially, uh, to, to know to know that you would tune in and be able to hear somebody that was like you and going through the pain of the loss. And then when he would just pile on the history <laughs> yeah. that he would have. And and so many people have repeated it. And hearing Potash on there earlier this morning uh, talking about Les, I never got to meet Les, but I would listen to him every single morning. I would punch in and see what was going on. And it just, it, it's such a loss for you guys to be live like you are overnight is such a, a rare thing in radio. And what I really love is there's people that are getting up for work to go to their nine to five today. And they realize how special that is too. And it's just a, it's a tribute to less and, you know, doing what I do. It, it's something that is kind of an inspiration where he would take calls and let people say their piece, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Though I have to say some of my favorites were after a rough white Sox loss or bears and, Somebody had a couple too many sodas, and they would call in, and sometimes you could just hear Les wanting to kind of punch mm -hmm. out of it, but he would let them kind of go a little bit because right. here you are, because you know there's people listening that had the same thing going on. They were just upset. They wanted someone to talk to. Yeah. It's just great. And you guys have done a great job as far as a tribute to Les as well, and it's just, um, you know, I can't wait to hear what's going to be next for score overnights because it, it was always nice to punch in and, have somebody live talking about what was going on, whether it's sports or just, you know, anything going on, even the weather sometimes to have somebody reference that overnight where it's not something that's piped in was just always refreshing. Yeah. You know, what's interesting and you talk about, you do a morning radio show. So many media people have reached out that listen to less on the way in and, and people like Marcus Lashock at WGN TV, who's a great guy. And he reached out yesterday Mitch, I'd leave my house at 2, 2.30 in the morning, and Les kept me company on the, on the way in. People at our sister station, WBBM News Radio, and other media people, and um, they value somebody live and local overnight. And, Mark, we talked about it. You've been talking about it all night. I, I talked about when I joined you at 3 a.m. You know, overnight radio is companion radio. It's a friend. And, uh, you know, we're proud to have had Les with us. And, you know, Les is, is, is a friend to so many people. And, and it was really a one-way friendship. Uh, Les was a friend to so many uh, people that they considered Les a friend. Les never met these people, but people looked at Les as a friend. And I really, truly believe that. Yeah, and, and one of my favorites was Les would occasionally do, mm -hmm. you, you would occasionally have him do a, a longer shift, oh, like man. a six or seven hour shift. Yeah. And man, yeah. did he wear that as a badge oh. of honor. He would tell you about every hour, not a five hour show. I'm doing seven hours tonight. I'd be like, right. my God, Grober, how do you do it? Like, it's not a big deal. I, I don't care. What else am I going to do? I so know. it was like he, he, he like liked having the extra hours, yeah, it felt it like. It was a badge of courage for him. You know, sometimes, you know, I would call and say, hey, somebody can't work tonight. Can you jump on at 9? 9 p.m. to midnight, three hours, and then work midnight to 5, you know, leading up to Molly and Haw. And, yeah, it was a marathon. Now, you know, sometimes, you know, we obviously would play back great interviews from during the day. And, you know, great content's great content. But, you know, live and local, you know, he, he just loved it. And, you know, something we haven't talked, he loved his job, you know, talking to Kathy, his longtime partner of 22 years, talking to Scott. Uh, I was talking to his sister. He has one sister, um, Holly. And, um, you know, one common denominator was his job was pretty much his life. And, you know, that's that was who Les was. And again, he and I had a, a very, very special bond. We talked every day during the week. Now, on weekends, we usually didn't talk unless we had to. But we had that magic three or four minutes together, Mark, after mm -hmm. he would sign off. Sean would hit the music <laughs> uh -huh. prior to Mully and Haw coming on, or actually prior to my Starbucks opening up. We would go over what he had set for the day, how the show was, what's up for tomorrow, and that would be our three-minute touch base. And, um, you know, I'll miss those conversations, and like most people would miss talking to him. One of our callers put it perfectly. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, maybe it was Brian Wheeler mm -hmm. who called in right. earlier. He said, quote, Les had the life he wanted. 
He had the life he wanted right. because sometimes we could we look at Les and we say, well, "This guy's crazy. What is right. he? What is he doing? He's overnights and he's he's you know driving all over the place and right. what is he doing? You know why is he trying so like and and then you think about it. No, this is this is pretty much yeah. the pinnacle for Les. Like he got there. He right. got there. I mean I don't know for a fact that this was his you know, his dream job, but it sure came across that way, didn't right. it? Yeah, it did, and he did so much else before this. We talked about Larry Lujak and Steve Dow, but he did play-by-play for the Chicago Hustle, for the Chicago Sky, Chicago Rush. UIC, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, UIC Flames had a hockey team, Yeah, and I know Scott was on, his son was on with you, I think, in the 1 a.m. hour. Les traveled with him. They went to Alaska. He did play-by-play hockey in Alaska and throughout the country, and he traveled everywhere, you know, with UIC Flames men's basketball and, and hockey. You know, at some point, somebody's going to write a book. And, you know, I'm giving the over-under on George Castle probably about 10 days <laughs> before we see a book pop up on the life and times of the Grobber. But Love George. And, and, and I do think it's worthy of a book. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I would read the book, and he was threatening that book before he passed away, mm-hmm. and it wasn't always good. Oh, you'll read about it in the book. And if you stepped out of line, occasionally he would threaten <laughs> to put me in the book, but I insisted on being in the book. What do you say we take a Let's couple go more to calls here, I know Mully and Hart yeah. coming up at 5, so I'd love to hear as many friends of less callers as we can, Mark. Paul in Lindenhurst. Hi, Paul. You're on the score. Hey, hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Mitch. Yes. Hey, Mitch. At first, I want to thank you, man. Uh, you probably don't want to hear it, but when you brought Les back, man, you 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 uh, restored a general to his beloved army. Those of us that have been working overnights for 23 years for me, and uh, you you're you're a hero in the experience of Les. And uh, thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, I was hoping to get to three things. You know, I go. I'm only 48. Mm-hmm. years old, and I, I do go back to less with the Larry Lujak show, sure. though, because my dad loved Larry mm-hmm. Lujak, mm-hmm. and he would make us listen to it whenever he was home. And now my, my, my sister and I were little kids. We were watching Bozo and <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Sure. We really didn't get Larry Lujak yet, mm-hmm. but we loved animal stories, and I loved the sports report with Les. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people probably don't know this. Sports reports back in those days were almost information-only Maybe a sports guy would have a little color to him, but there was no interaction. And I don't know if Larry and Les invented it, but when Larry would start messing with Les on every sports report and (laughs) interrupting him, and Les was the consummate professional, but you could always still hear in his voice the frustration of, like, just let me get through this sports (laughs) report. Why are you asking me these questions? Who cares, you know? And uh, it, it, and I love Les. And then, you know, fast forward years down the road, he's doing score overnight. One other sports talk guy would have a show that's called War on the Score. And he has a Sox fan and a Cubs fan call oh. in, go on the air, and argue and go at it, which is just so classic. And so I call in, and I expect to go on the air with a Sox fan. And while I'm talking to Les, <laughs> My girlfriend, who is a rabid Sox fan, and I'm a Cubs fan, starts giving me crap and arguing with me in the background. Les hears this, and he's like, he he starts talking to her through me. And then the next thing you know, we're handing the phone back and forth to each other. I now have my own personal wall on the score in my house with my girlfriend. The next thing you know, he is inviting us on the show like at another time to come in studio and do it. I'm like, Oh my God, this I'm, I'm just geeking out. So after the producer took our information, I started thinking, Oh, he's not really going to call it. It's just good for the show or everything. The guy calls me. Les Grobstein called me. I I felt like I just met Metallica or something. I'm just like, (laughs) so, so Les started, and and, you know, he gets to the point when you're not talking sports, when he's going to have you on his show and he starts going through it, and I have to interrupt him. I said, Les, I'm sorry we broke up. Oh, oh and no. you could never hear he, he, the nicest guy in the world. And uh, he, he consoles me, because I'm the one who's dumb. He consoles me for a few minutes, and he says, 
He says, and I can't do less as good as you, Mark, but he said, well, there's plenty of fish in the sea. When the next one comes down the road, if she's a Sox fan, give us a call. We'll get you on the show. Oh. I will love Les Grabstein forever. I love you guys. I, you know, sad day, but a great day for these memories and how therapeutic this whole show was. Thank you, guys. Um, if you let me say one more thing. Sure. Because Les was just a consummate professional. There are certain sports uh, personalities that would really give Les crap on the air. And it was funny. Callers would call in and try to tell him about it, and he wouldn't have any of it. He would say, I can't control what they say on other shows. I can only control what I say on mine. And uh, it's a, actually, the Grobber's actually not that bad. Yeah. That's actually that's actually pretty mm. pretty spot on right there. But that is uh, uh, that's what Les was about, Mark. That's uh, yeah. callers loved him, listeners loved him, and uh, he was their friend. Phil in Mount Prospect is on the score. Hi, Phil. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for uh, taking my call, and you know it, it's fitting that. Uh, Two hours after Les passed away, ISU beat Bradley on Sunday night. I know his son was an alum of ISU, as was uh, myself yeah. from yeah. Illinois State. So yeah, me too. I've, I've been I've been calling into the show probably dozens of times for the last six years. I typically you know, I work five nights a week. I typically will call in after I get off work on my way home, and and I've just always enjoyed. Uh, the show, I actually met Les once at a DePaul Northwestern basketball game at Welsh Ryan Arena over two years ago. I think DePaul won. It broke a four-game losing streak against Northwestern. I went up to him before the game, introduced myself, and talked to him for about 10 minutes at the press table, and he talked to me as if he had known me for 20 years. <laughs> so uh, all quick, the stories speaking, he came up with, and, uh, it was Real Great. quick, yeah. speaking of that, Les uh, was proud. Each year, Northwestern and DePaul played. Les handed out the award, the MVP award, at the end of the of that game as the media award, the, whoever was the MVP. Well, this mm-hmm. year, it was canceled due to COVID, but yeah. he was all excited. Yeah. He got the plaque. I had heard the news because we carried DePaul on the score, so I called him as soon as I got the word from him. Les, I have bad news. What's up? I'm getting ready. Said Les, the game is canceled, and he was distraught because that yeah. game was canceled. Yeah. That game was so important to him, Mark. Do you remember how important that game was? To oh, him? Ab- yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And at, at his, at like I remember asking Les one time what his favorite sport was, and I always thought it was baseball, but I think it's college basketball. Like at the at the purest point of it, I, he really likes college basketball. Cool. Hey, Mark, okay. I know there's uh, yeah. somebody special also listening right now, uh, Kathy, Les's longtime partner oh. of 22 years, just texting me. She's listening. And Kathy, Les talked about a lot on the air. You know, they've been together so long. And uh, any, you know, two people that have been together so long is a special bond. And he talks so fondly of her. And, and she's been with him all along the way. And you and I have obviously been in constant communication with her throughout. And, and um just a special person, and we send our love out to Kathy and her family. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I talked to Kathy, I guess now, what would be last night, mm-hmm. and she cracked me up because she said she was not the biggest sports fan, you know, 22 mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. pre-Grobber. And she said, I learned a lot of sports. Boy, did I ever. (laughs) 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 Which is an unmistakable um, occurrence if you're around Les Grobstein. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. So hello to Kathy, and I'm I'm glad that you're listening. We'll all get through this together. Let's go to Tracy on the south side. Hi, Tracy. You're on the score. Uh, This is a hard day and nice for all of us. But Les, you left a lot of people with a lot of memories and a lot of good memories. And he he got me through a lot. I, I yeah. have I have uh, I have epilepsy and he was always there for me when I needed him. So Les, you are special. And uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys one story. I mm-hmm. I call I called in and. 
to talk about the Bulls, and he told me that I had a chance to, to win a prize. And he said, Tracy, all you have to do is tell me who, which player that Jordan shot over, and I couldn't think of it at the Uh-oh. moment. And, then, and then I, the answer was Craig Elo. Of course. And I, and I <laughs> he said, Tracy, you done seen that shot millions of times. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <sighs> uh, that's great. Tracy, I, I've, I've heard Tracy call numerous times. And I did not know she had epilepsy, and I knew that there was there was something there, but uh, yeah, she she made Lest feel absolutely comfortable. And again, Mitch, that's the that's the essence of the man, yeah, right there, no doubt. That's what made Lest special, and that's what overnight radio is all about. Tracy was one of Les's favorite callers. He would always, whenever I'd let him know that uh, Tracy was on the hold, he'd always bump her up at the top, saying, "You know, get Tracy up here. Let's talk to her." Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's great to hear from Tracy. Yep. Mullion Hawk coming up here in just a little bit, guys. Uh, at 5 a.m. they will have at 5.20 the 5 at 5, 6.20 the pick 6, 6.42. Ross Tucker from Odyssey Sports will be on. Bigs time at 7. It's a Wani day today at 7.40. So Dave Wanstead will be around and Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. So lots cooking coming up here on the on the Mully and Haw Show in just a little bit. In the in, in, in the meantime, we have Vince in Philadelphia on the score. Hello. Hey, Hello, Vince. Vince. Hi, good morning. I, uh, boy, I feel... Feel so terrible hearing of uh, Les's passing there. Um, I've been calling, I guess, in, in over I don't know about two years or so, and I just always enjoyed um, the fact that uh, uh, you know Les is such a a long time established uh, sports journalist in Chicago. Usually at this hour of the evening, you get like the say younger kids, so to speak, that handle overnight talk shows and things like that to kind of get started, but it was so refreshing to hear somebody that knowledgeable and, and almost like an iconic figure in, in the city there. Um, ironically enough, we uh, here in Philly, uh, you know, we're also, it's also an Odyssey station, but uh, we recently lost our overnight uh, personality a few months ago, in, um, I think in about October. Uh, he went by the moniker of Big Daddy Graham. He was like a local, like comedian type of uh uh, personality. He was friendly and things like that, but he, I mean, he was sort of like mostly a fan, like say, in terms of sports, but he wasn't like an actual journalist. I mean, he was fine, but that's why I just always look forward to listening to Les. I just thought um, I would always try to call in with like a Philly, Chicago type of connection, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, like I said, that, that's just real shame to, uh, I think the last time I spoke with him too was I was telling Les, I said, because um, I'm someone who's, who's battled a lot of medical issues, I was, I'm hoping to get out to uh, Chicago later, or you know, later this year um, in 22. Because the Eagles are scheduled to play the Bears in Chicago, so I was really looking forward to that. Cool. So thank you so much for your call. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the mm-hmm. number. Mitch, we've had a few people. Actually, there was one text earlier that I I did want to ask you about, and some people have asked similar versions of this. And they're asking us to attempt to connect the dots of the Les Grobstein career, like an actual attempt at some sort of chronological order of occurrences in Les's career. Is that even possible with all the side hustles Les had? I don't know if there was a a clean path to to tell people how Les Grobstein sort of rose through the ranks and got to where he ended up. I, I don't have an exact bio in front of me. Obviously, I know he grew up on the north side. He went to Columbia College. Early in his career, he worked at WLS Radio, obviously with Lou Jack, and later with Stephen Gary. Um, he ended up at WMVP for years, then at The Score. Obviously, he's had two uh, tours of duty uh, here at The Score. So, um, 
you know, we could do some research or call on a score historian like Dan Dorfman to do uh, to help us with that. But, um, yeah, he's had a historic career. And then, you know, all his stringing work. He's worked for the Associated Press. Oh, my God. And a number of stations along the way. UIC, we've talked about all the teams, Mark. The Chicago Hustle, a former women's professional basketball team. Chicago Rush, a arena league football team. Um, and I'm sure there's so many others that, you know, Chicago Cougars, maybe, which was a professional <laughs> hockey yeah, team right, um, right. that he may have worked for. So, you know, it'd be interesting um, to sit down and actually lay out his resume, which would yeah. be just oh incredible. God. Speaking of teams, um, <laughs> uh-huh. it was really impressive and, and very appreciative in an unbelievable way. The Chicago Bears sent out a statement about Les yesterday. Yes. I heard from them yesterday morning, and they told me they were going to do that. I know the Bulls have something planned shortly. Both the Cubs and White Sox reached out. The Blackhawks uh, did something during their telecast last night. So uh, Les obviously covered all these teams throughout his career and um, just very gracious of all of them. That is great. I did not know that. That Mm -hmm. is great to hear. And I I saw the the Bears tweet, Mm -hmm. but to hear that the involvement is – throughout Chicago and the big teams that he covered. That's that's absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. You're um, the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears. Bear down. <laughs> Let's go to Mark in Monroe. Mark, you are on the score. Yeah, hi there. Uh, <laughs> hi, Mark. <laughs> hi, Mitch. Uh, thanks Hello. for taking my call. Um, um, I, I've been listening to Les every Every morning since I have a commute to work. In fact, I work over in radio in Southwest Wisconsin, and uh, yeah, he, uh, he he was my companion on my uh, commute into work for about an hour into uh, Southwest Wisconsin, where the Bears used to train at the UW Platteville. And um, I called in one morning when Les was on this Three Stooges kick, and so I called in and and I say, Hey, Les, I, I have a Three Stooges memory that goes back to 1983, and he goes, 1983? Well, they were gone long before that. I say, I know, but there was a song by a band, and he jumps right in and says, the jump sound. Did we lose our radio? Hello? Man, okay. Oh, I, I think we might have. Live. As long as you and well, I. He's back. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Bears? Hello? Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He, he, he said that, uh, well, I remember them doing that song live on WLS. They performed it live. And Les says, oh, I was sitting in the studio with them. When they did that, and I asked him, and I asked him, did you have something to do with that, them performing it? He goes, no, I was just there. (laughs) (laughs) And and I said, Les, there was nothing else like that ever on the radio at that time. And he he just chuckled and said, oh, yes, there was. Oh, my God. He he was just one of a kind. He brought so many people together, guys. Um, I always look forward to some of the other people who called in, like Joe from the Northwest Side. Mm. I always always envision him as as John Candy, as the the Cubs announcer in that movie, uh, Rookie of the Year. I, I, I picture Joe from the Northwest Side looking like him and sounding like him. Uh, his friend from West Lafayette, Indiana, who always say, "Hey, grabber, old buddy," yeah, and uh, Keith from uh, Rock. For, you know, and none of us have ever met each other, and yet I, I feel like we all knew each other. I'd love just love to have just sit down and have a beer with all those guys. Amen, man. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. I was there. <laughs> man, he he found himself just about everywhere. Did you ever find out if he why he was being so secretive, Mitch, about that Super Bowl that I was antagonizing him about and trying to find out if he was going? What was that all about? Yeah, well, let that, the truth be told. It, yeah, it was for me because he went to a Super Bowl and the connection didn't work, and he ended up doing his show like on a regular phone line and he sounded like this and i said less never again because he went to super bowl on his own dime and he was reporting for the ap right and obviously the bears weren't there that year and it really i felt did not much for the score so we talked and i said less 
no more. Well, I can guarantee it will work. It will. I said, Les, not doing it again. And then you, Mr. Grody, always brought up, Les, you go to the Super Bowl? We will not talk about that. And because I said, Les, take the day off then. Go on your own. You're doing it on your own dime anyway. So that is, you know, kind of anticlimactic. But that is yeah. the Les Grobstein, don't talk about the Super Bowl when Mark Grody brings it up story. <laughs> The truth yep. is that. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Like I said, it's this has been, uh, this process has been uh, one of of hilarity, sadness, mm. um, in informing. Nothing has changed about the overall picture of Les Grobstein, Mitch. But the, just to hear the stories and to be amongst his his biggest fans on the radio has been therapy for me. Mm. Um, being on yesterday and then doing it was a pleasure and an honor to preside over score overnight right. uh, for the first few hours and then with you, Mitch Rosen, for the last couple of hours. And I have no idea what to say right now other than, he, yes, we, we have lost less, but he, he lived the life that he wanted. Right. Mark, a couple things. Thank you uh, for being you. Thank you for hosting tonight. Thank you for hosting yesterday. Thank you for being such a good friend to Les. You and Les have become very close friends, so thank you for that. Thank you to our SCORE audience. Um, Like I said earlier, um, you became friends with Les. Overnight Radio is a friendship, and you bonded throughout the years with Les. So I want to say I'm sorry for your loss to our SCORE audience because you've made a friend, and it's a friendship. I give you my word. Please be patient, and we will have a new friend for you to get to know over the years, and we will work on this. This was a sudden loss to all of us. Um, Les and I talked every day. We talked Sunday at 11 a.m. He had passed away at 5.30 p.m., so it was sudden uh, to everybody. Les was an iconic person. He always will be. We will miss him forever. And we thank you more than ever for listening to the score and being part of our family. Um, We encourage you to stay with us. We appreciate the loyalty. We are live and local. We are a Chicago radio station. We look forward to Mully and Hall next. But, Mark, thank you for everything you do. Thank you, Mitch. And thanks for allowing me to come on because, like Mm -hmm. I said, I I would have had it no other way. I am probably going to take a nap here very shortly. But I have enjoyed presiding over Score Overnight for the last five hours. So for Sean Sears, for Mitch Rosen, the program director of The Score, I'm Mark Rohde, Mully and Haw. Moments away on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Listening to a special edition of Score Overnights, remembering friend, colleague, score legend, and Chicago radio icon Les Grobstein on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.